it's me, John Park. We've arrived. Thanks for coming to John Park's workshop. Uh, we are going to do a pretty interesting, cool, fun, exciting show today. That's what I have uh, in store. That's my prediction to you. Uh, partly brought to us by iced coffee. Mm. Uh, hey, people in the chat. Hello, welcome. We've got some people over in YouTube saying hi and hello to you all. Uh, and, uh, and over in Discord as well. If you're joining us in, a, uh, in another chat or another video streaming universe other than YouTube, uh, and you're wondering where all the chat is, because we're streaming out to Facebook and uh, uh, I think uh, Periscope, uh, Twitch, but I'm only really capable of watching one or two chats. So most of the chat is over in Discord. So check out the Adafruit Discord. You can just Google for Adafruit Discord and you should find uh, a way to link up with that uh, or in the YouTube chat. So that's where I'm at. Uh, let's see, what else have, have we got uh, going on today? Uh, oh, good. We have a good vocal level today, according to C. Grover in our chat. Uh, hey, Stargirl. Uh, <laughs> my quote for 2020, John Park 20 quote, my quote is, mmm. Let me do that again. Mmm. That's good. All right. Um, <laughs> Bill Ferguson says, watch out, he's drinking that hard stuff. Well, let's see. Uh, without any further ado, let's kick off um, some housekeeping, some things I like to do at the beginning of the show. And one of them is to mention our jobs board. We have a jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com. You can see Adabot right there is uh, pasting up that help wanted sign with some... Uh, Horsehide glue, I'm going to guess. I don't know. It looks kind of old-timey to me. Uh, and, oh, no, look. It's a, it's a black hole. Let me fix that. We're going to look at a... Uh, we're going to look at a little mirror world black hole for a second while I configure this and uh, show you some of these wonderful websites that I am talking about. Let's pop up... Uh, how about... Which one am I trying to show? Where did you go, thing? Is it that one? Let me refresh it. Uh, whoops. Hold on. Hold on here. I had everything so perfectly planned, and then this. Uh, that, that'll do it. There we go. There's the jobs board. Uh, <laughs> Toddbot says he'd just have me play with the video feedback for an hour. That'd be kind of trippy. Um, hey, that's not what I was trying to show. Is it? That's a dashboard. Why is it showing that one? All right, stand by. I have, uh, I have ways of fixing these things. I think that one lied to me. There it is. I think I just misclicked. Uh, that's right, it is a free stream. I'm not charging you anything for it. Hey, that's weird. Why is that not updating? I've got a glitchy glitch going on, don't I? Huh. I'll try that one more time. Oh, you can't see this now because I got out of black hole mode. Firefox, yes. And jobs board. Will it allow it? No. Okay, let me make a new uh, window. That's weird. That's a, that's a first for me. Um, 
let's make a new screen capture. Ah, streaming, right? It's happening. Uh, all right, so there, where'd that one go? I made a new one, and let's see if it'll agree to swap over to Firefox this time. Let's go to a window. Yeah, I'm gonna pay you back for this first uh, wasted couple of minutes. Just uh, let us know how much you paid, and we'll make sure to reimburse that. Firefox, there you are. Jobs board. Huh, that's interesting. So um, it would seem that the uh, Adafruit IO dashboard likes to win and it's not gonna let anything else show up. So um, I won't show you that. I was gonna show you the jobs board, but you know what? Go there yourself. Go to jobs.adafruit.com and uh, you may see a, uh, a job you're interested in or you may wanna post your resume or you may be looking to hire someone. Uh, these are all possibilities and it's entirely free, so go check it out. Uh, next thing I wanna do is mention our coupon code for the day. And hey, look, that worked. Uh, that coupon code for today is Blinka Bridge, and that's gonna get you 10% off. Just type in Blinka Bridge on your way out at Adafruit. Uh, oh no, someone said we have audio desync. What uh, solved that last time? Hmm. Is that better? I just selected back on my microphone source. I'm curious if that fixes it. So we'll give it a second and see. Otherwise, I can do the uh, old stop and start on the, uh, the stream, and sometimes that'll fix it. So let me know if you think the audio sync is back, or if you can blink real quick so that you hear me and see me at different times and fool your brain into, that doesn't work, I'm making that up. Uh, out of sync, audio's ahead of video, that's interesting. All right, am I back? Do you see me now? Uh, yeah, you might wanna reload your YouTube. I just uh, stopped the stream and restarted it. I think sometimes that causes people to need to reload. And, uh, hey Nina, got a wave. It fixed it. Interesting. Hmm. 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 Curious what was going on there. But uh, let's get back to the order of uh, business at hand, which is there's a 10% coupon code. Type in Blinka-Bridge on your way out. Uh, it only works on real stuff. No gift certificates, software, or subscriptions. But if you buy some real cool stuff, that'll get you a little bit of savings. And uh, since I have mentioned the coupon code, I'd like to give you a little... Uh, suggestion, a little recommendation on a product, and that is this lovely thing. This is the four inch hyperpixel display. I'm showing you the back side of it there, um, but here I've got the uh, front side of it. Let me see if I can hold that up for you to see without detaching a whole bunch of stuff. Can you see that? You can't see that at all. Let's switch to this overhead right here. Uh, let's do that camera. So there you can see it's a delightful little uh, display. It is weirdly square, and it is a capacitive touch-touch uh, touch screen. I'm not gonna mess with it now. I'll screw up some stuff I'm sure before. And it plugs right into a, a Raspberry Pi. So I've got a Pi 4 uh, plugged into that one right there. 
Um, and it uh, is a DPI display. It is very high resolution. Uh, it looks nice and crisp. Uh, and uh, the capacitive touch works really well, I found. Oh, look, I have more weirdness going on. My uh, screen won't show up on top of another screen. Hey, we've got gremlins in this here system today. Why is that happening? Oh, let's see if I can shoot that over that way. No. Hmm. Well, you get to watch a picture of that all day? <laughs> oh, okay, my camera switcher is working, but my uh, app itself is not. Let's see if this fixes it. Hey, that's real weird. I don't have a, uh, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step around to this side then. I don't have a uh, key on my camera switcher that goes to that camera, so we'll just look at me on this one. Uh, so that is my pick of the day. It's the Hyperpixel 4-inch from Pimeroni, and uh, there are actually two versions of this. There's a version with the capacitive touch, and there's a version without. Uh, if I zoom in here for a second, actually, I'm going to really zoom in. Uh, I can show you a little better. You can see this one will allow me to uh, switch between apps on the touch screen, or you can have a mouse and keyboard plugged in. Um, let's see. Is that working now? No, that's not working because we're having uh, we're having technical difficulties today. That's interesting. Where'd my mouse go? It could be because I have plugged into a second uh, monitor now that I didn't test before. So I've I've gotten tricky uh, here, possibly uh, to my own detriment. But you can see here I can uh, use this. This is actually a demo we're going to look at later. So I'm just going to launch that and see if that'll get going. Uh, and let's um, let's see from here. Is there anything else I wanted to click? Yeah, I've got some stuff I need to click. So let's see if we can solve our, uh, our broadcasting bugaboos that were going on over here. Um, the, let's see, will this let me, yeah, I don't know what, what on earth All right, yeah, I think I know what's happening. I have a layer that has decided that it won't let things be clicked off, so I have to manually hide that one. Uh, someone in YouTube land said that we have no audio. Uh, and my audio uh, alert just went off, so thank you. I think I got it resolved. It's when I, when I clicked off of me. Uh, yeah, some layer, layer madness going on in Wirecast today. Whee! Uh, oh, good, yes, thanks, Connor McCarter. Thank you for letting me know, everyone. Uh, all right, so let me get this set up here, and I'll take extra care with it today because, um, as you can see, some kooky stuff is going on. Let's, uh, let's put that version of me there and that there. Uh, and let me pull up my Chrome browser. Okay, so for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was show you how you can create an array of pixel art images on the micro bit inside of MakeCode and then use one of the buttons on the micro bit to toggle between them. 
so what you'll see here is I have a nice little micro bit and I'm using that um, cool little frosted case on it so that it diffuses the LEDs a bit. Uh, and what's gonna happen is every time I press the B button, I'm gonna move between a series of cute little uh, pixel art images that I have programmed and loaded into here. Uh, and if you take a look at my make code session, I'll zoom in here a bit so you can see this closer. It's a pretty simple sketch. What happens is on start, first thing I do is I'm showing an icon and this is from the basic uh, dropdown. There's a little list of pre-made icons. Uh, and then I'm creating an array. And in this array, I have added uh, six of these icon image uh, blocks. And again, from those, you can pick uh, pre-made stuff. I'm not doing any, any uh, art from scratch on these. And then I'm setting a variable that I've created called current image to zero. And then uh, all that happens for the rest of the, the time is that it's sitting there waiting for button presses. And when I press this B button, it does these three things. It changes my um, variable uh, by one, so it adds one to the variable. Then it sets the current image variable to be the remainder of itself divided by the length of this array. So that essentially is like a modulo function that uh, gets me to loop between one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, and then I show the image that is whatever number we're at from this uh, array here. Uh, and uh, then we proceed, it shows the image, and the next time we press it, we iterate through the next one. So you'll see here, uh, if we start out with the square, move that out of the way, next we'll get the diamond, the giraffe, the uh, Pac-Man ghost, heart, triangle, and back through. And so that is how you can create an array of pixel art images to cycle through on the micro bit using MakeCode. And that's your MakeCode Minute. All right, I've got I've to get used to clicking things quite differently right now since I've uh, made this thing go mad. I have to get rid of that top layer before anything else will show up. Weird, Harold. Uh, all right, so the next thing I wanted to do was uh, take a look at a Make Code Arcade game pick of the week. Uh, so let's bring back uh, our browser here. I can hide that if it'll let me. Uh, and my pick of the week this week is called Blob Maze Demo by Cool Creeper over on the Make Code forum. That's forum.makecode.com. Uh, and this one is a really uh, cute little maze game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show it to you full screen here. So in the simulator, uh, I can restart this and it'll say, Welcome to Blob Maze. Warning, this game is a demo only. Press A to continue. Level 1, the intro. Uh, and so you've got this cute little blob moving around, and I know it doesn't play back uh, with very good uh, frame rate here through the, uh, through the streamer, so I'm sorry about that. So I'm going to press A when I see a sign here, which is sort of a convention in games like this. It says to go to the next level, find the stairs. Uh, it says that you can move uh, a lever to move a block, and it says to have fun. So I'm going to play through this a bit on this one, and then I'm going to show you a cool trick inside of uh, the second level, actually. So let's get, get through to here. So when I press that, a little block opened up. So the maze changed. And so now I can go find where that block opened and get to the stairs to go to the next level. So the next level says it's an Easter egg level. Uh, and so when you 
move around inside the maze and come to this sign. It says, warning, the lever is a hint. Don't pull it unless you can't find the secret path. Uh, so that's, I'm going to, I'm going to not pull that and I'm going to cruise around here looking for some sort of secret path. And hey, look, I just dove into the wall. So uh, this is a really cool trick. Those walls, some of them have a bounding box on them. Some of them don't. Uh, and so we make it to that next level and you can see uh, the blocks disappear there. So I wanted to show you how, uh, A, that's really clever and cool and I like that a lot, but B, how's that done? Well, uh, you may recall that the sprite editor uh, has, or rather the level editor, uh, tile editor for levels has undergone some changes recently. And if we take a look at this uh, block here in the tile maps, we can see the level map, and the first one was level one, this is the level two map, and remember there's this little show walls script, uh, uh, switch now, and you can see the level is using that red overlay to determine where you can go and where you can't go. And so even from the beginning of the level, those are not actually walls, they just look like walls. But it's, it's really nice that we have the art and the function uh, both accessible from this one editor so that we can carve out our own little uh, secret uh, pathway inside of the bricks. Uh, so I thought that was really cool, and it's uh, worth going and checking out. It's kind of fun to play. You might try to make your own levels in it uh, and discover any other cool tricks that are inside of there. And so that is my Make Code Arcade game pick of the week, and it is Blob Maze Demo by Cool Creeper. All right. So let's see. Uh, let's check in with Discord. How are you all doing over there? Uh, and YouTube, too. Let's see. Thank you for putting up with the weird uh, gremlins we had. <laughs> Andy Calloway says next week's game of the week is John Park's Case, uh, Chase the Gremlins out of the live stream. I would like for someone to make that game. I will feature that game on here if you do it, and it's good. Family friendly, all that. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, moving along, what have we got next? I think it's, uh, it's time to talk about our project uh, of the week. So let me get, get set up here a little bit. Um, so... The, uh, the project that I'm working on, let me just talk to you for a second here. I can bring up this, uh, this little Atom uh, text editor here for a second to show you uh, what we're talking about this week. So I mentioned this and, and showed a little bit of a demo of it last night on Show and Tell. Um, so what's going on is we've been working on some of these different Bluetooth LE um, uh, profiles and services. And... They are typically things that work well with mobile devices. So you're sending BLE to mobile device, like a tablet, or you're pulling off Apple Music Service, song info, um, some of the heart rate monitors. And we've, we've done some of these different sensors. Um, but there's kind of this other world of, of BLE stuff and sensors that revolves around things like temperature sensor, barometric pressure sensor, light sen sensors, um, uh, and so... Uh, uh, moisture sensors, things that you'll use, like humidity sensors, in a, uh, a sh factory or house, uh, any area, so some people for gardening, any area where you want to um, instrument things and then have possibly a central location to um, consume that information. And so Adafruit I.O. is a particularly great place, but there are other services like it. But, but this type of uh, an I.O. service where you can have info coming in, have data streaming in, and then graph it and uh, save it and do things with it. 
the, the question that we've had is how do we kind of pair up these worlds of Bluetooth sensors and Adafruit I.O.? And so uh, Scott Shawcroft has been working on some uh, libraries and, and code that allow us to bridge those worlds. And so, uh, in fact, what you're seeing here, this is this bridge example that goes from BLE to Adafruit I.O. on a Raspberry Pi. And so uh, what I have, and, and I'm going to be writing up a guide on this, so what I have uh, going so far is I have my little Raspberry Pi over there that I, uh, that I showed you with a little screen. I have another one that I've been... Uh, testing stuff on as well, which is uh, this guy, another uh, different kind of touch screen that uh, Raspberry Pi Foundation used to make. I don't, think, I don't know if they make it anymore or we don't carry it anymore. But uh, So what I have here running is a uh, small piece of code running on one of our Circuit Playground Express or Circuit Playground Bluefruit boards, rather. Um, and we're going to do pretty much all of our different uh, NRF52840 boards with some connectivity into this. They'll pretty much all work. So an itsy bitsy, um, the Feather, the upcoming Feather Sense, any of the ones that are based on NRF52840, they can send out their sensor info in a way that a uh, Blinka-based, so CircuitPython running on the um, on the Raspberry Pi, a Blinka-based piece of code and library that will listen to the Bluetooth, because the Raspberry Pi has Bluetooth on it, you'll want to use something like a 3B or, or newer. Um, it will allow it to listen to those incoming data streams and then turn around and send them over Wi-Fi up to the great big Adafruit I.O. in the sky, or you could store them in a local database or to a different service, kind of MQTT, any way you want to send that data. Uh, you can do with uh, this type of arrangement. So what this does is it means we don't have to worry about Wi-Fi uh, running on the small devices, which would eat up some power in another radio. Um, instead, we're simplifying it by saying just sending BLE uh, data over to the Raspberry Pi and then the Raspberry Pi up into the world. So um, let's take a look actually at... <laughs> Remember this uh, this screen that did not want to go away? Uh, that one right there. So let me find that window, that pesky window. Uh, is it you? It is. Okay, so what I'm seeing right here uh, on this screen, I can make that a little bigger. Is, hold on one second. And I'm going to click back on my mic because I think it's those kind of operations that are stealing audio. Um, so what we can see here is I have this dashboard, and uh, right now it is showing. I think this one is is refreshed and, and updated and running. Let's see. Uh, it's it's bringing in the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit Light is the name that I gave to this little widget in here. Uh, that is a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit I have sitting over here. And just to, to show you there's no real connections, I've, I'm just going to plug a battery into this for power rather than USB. Um, so when that boots up, it's going to start sending uh, its light sensor data. So I've got it kind of covered up, and we can see right now it sent a 38. And it goes from like 0 to 3-something? Is that right? It's a weird weird value, but I've, I think when I've put like full-blown flashlight on it, it's up in the 300s. Um, in fact, let's do that now. So you can see... Uh, the light level is at 59 units, whatever they are. Uh, now I'm going to take this little flashlight and shine it at the light sensor. Uh, and now you can see it's creeping up to 130. Let's set the flashlight to even brighter. Oh, it's kind of blinding. Uh, 
Uh, and we should get up in the 300s now when that updates. No? Huh. Have I not convinced it? I'll also make sure that the service is still running. This thing is brand spanking new, so uh, there are cases where it stops logging. No, it's still running. Yeah, it says it's running. Did that go? Oh, it went up. Okay, I was just being a little impatient. Yeah, so up at 300 or so there. It's, uh, you can see it's going full red. And then let's see how quickly it updates. I've, I've taken the flashlight off of it. Uh, and that's, yeah, I think I'm polling it every couple seconds. And that's, uh, here we go, back to 60. So we're kind of at the limits, by the way, of what Adafruit IO Plus uh, is, which is, I think, 60 data points in a minute and regular free Adafruit I.O. is 30 data points in a minute. Uh, also, every uh, sensor that you tell it to read is gonna uh, constitute a data point. So let's take a look at the code that's running on uh, the Circuit Playground Bluefruit for a moment. So I'm gonna switch over to Moo, and I'm gonna hide that and bring that back and bring me back, and let's see about that version of me. Good, and back on my audio, yeah, okay. So I'll zoom this in so you can read it a bit better. Uh, and so what you're seeing now is this is, um, that can't be right, I'm not actually plugged in. So we won't, yeah, do I wanna plug it in? Let's plug it in, yeah. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna take this uh, Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, I'm gonna plug it into USB on this computer so that we can uh, tweak the code a little bit and we'll also see the data streaming on the REPL. So uh, let's restart it. I think that's running. And that looks good. All right, let's save that onto there. Uh, so let's, I'm not convinced that that's running. Let me add a little print statement here. So I'm gonna say print running. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Often my REPL decides to show my little camera switcher because that's actually a circuit playground device. It's a trinket. So it was trying to show that. There we go. Okay, uh, so I can get rid of this running statement here and save again. Uh, and okay, so what you'll see, let me zoom, let me get that a little bigger. I'm gonna zoom in a bit more too. Okay, so what you'll see right now is it's reporting these uh, Adafruit sensor measurement light at 33. So I'm gonna just cover, cover this with my hand and you can see it dropped down uh, quite a bit. And uh, I'm just keeping an eye on my um, uh, dashboard that it's streaming to on Adafruit IO and it should be dropping down as well. So let's um, now take a look at adding some other measurements to that. So in this code, all we're doing is importing uh, the time library, the circuit playground library, which is a convenience library that makes a whole bunch of stuff easier. Um, and then the Adafruit BLE broadcast net library. So this is uh, one of the new ones that Scott has been working on. Uh, and then with that library, we can uh, instantiate this, um, I've created this, this uh, Adafruit BLE broadcast net Adafruit sensor measurement object. 
And then within that, we have a, a few different um, sort of preset ones we can use. So why don't we turn on uh, this switch and we'll turn on temperature. And now I'm sending three data points. I can't spam it every two seconds or we'll run out of, uh, um, we'll, we'll hit the limit of what Adafruit IO will allow. So I'll send it every 10 seconds now. So I'm resaving that. Uh, and what you'll see, I might, let me see if I can zoom up real close on uh, these measurements here at the bottom. So now you'll see it's actually got when it sends that measurement value, it includes three things. Temperature, which it's saying is 29 degrees centigrade. Value one, and that's just the position of the slide switch. And then the light value is around 54. So if I, uh, an easy one to test is I'm just gonna flip the switch here to the right, uh, and that should show value zero. Um, we're seeing that value zero show up down here. Uh, and then if we take a look, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dare to show this um, cursed window again. So let me bring up this Firefox over here. Um, and what I'll do is I'm going to actually go to my feeds. Uh, let's see. Let me, I might have to make this window a little bigger. Okay, up here. Feeds. Uh, and let's do view all feeds. So down here at the bottom I have this um, bridge and then this unique ID and this sensor with a unique ID. Uh, so that's kind of the pairing of my um, Raspberry Pi that's running the Pi bridge and then the uh, sensor here. So if we take a look at uh, how about the value um, graph. So that's a live feed going to Adafruit IO every 10 seconds of the position of the switch. So I'm going to flip it back and then within 10 seconds we should see that update uh, to a one, and then uh, I'll flip it the other, other direction so that we can see it kind of changing on the graph. Uh, what I could have done too is dropped this down to be the only data point and actually send it once every second or every two seconds. Uh, but there you can see it's come in uh, and then I'll, I'll flip it. We might get it to hold for kind of two of these 10 second intervals and then it'll drop back down. Um, so that, if you're not familiar with Adafruit IO, is the, um, raw feed of that one sensor coming in that's, that's uh, again, going from Bluetooth to the Raspberry Pi and then the Raspberry Pi over Wi-Fi up to the great internet in the sky. Um, so if I take a look now at my dashboards and go to my workshop dashboard, I can add a widget on here uh, for this value or a, a graph uh, or, let's see, which one do we want? Where's the graph I'm looking for? There, uh, chart. So I'm gonna s create a chart of just that switch value. And now we have my dashboard showing both the light sensor in that little um, arc shape, and then I have the uh, switch position in that graph there. So if we wait a few seconds, um, for it to run through sending that data a couple of times, we should get a, a graph to appear on there. And actually, I think I need to edit that graph because it'll show like a 24 hour period or something like that and I want it to be live. So I'll go to the edit, uh, settings. Oh, it was right there, wasn't it? I can change it here. So we can do that, whoops. 
we can drop it down here. We can say live, uh, and that's good. I'll hit save. Okay, and now I'll flip that a couple times, and we should get that to update. Um, and you can also do, I don't know which, while, while it's updating that a couple times, I'll go in here and edit this one to be this full feed. So this block now will show the switch value, the light value, and the temperature value as those are streaming in. Um, so it's pretty much the same as what we're seeing down at the bottom of the REPL. Uh, save that. Okay, that time I think the graph got the got the uh, the point and the message. So we should see it's saying it's at a value zero. I just flipped it to the left, so we should see uh, a data point show up down here on this uh, this graph at the bottom. And let's see, this one too should be showing it. I've got an external monitor there, and that one needs to be that one needs to be refreshed. Uh, let's see. Doesn't want to. I'm not sure why it's not wanting to. Let me just refresh this. Oh, there it goes. So you just got to be a little bit patient. Um, but this is pretty cool. So you can do things like simple uh, temperature sensor. You can do multiple of them. So that's something I'll be working on as we, as we work on uh, some guides for this. I'll have a few different types of sensors on uh, probably a feather sense, uh, maybe some stemma sensors plugged into the uh, stemma or the feather NRF52840. Uh, maybe using that new, there's like a new SparkFun uh, quick connector feather wing that I might use. And then um, maybe a clue board. We've got, you know, a bunch of these boards that you could use a whole bunch of the sensors on and then collect them all in one place. Uh, and then this is just a website that you can go to. So you can make a dashboard. That's one of the reasons I was looking at some of these little pie displays is that you can um, put it into kind of a kiosk mode. Here, I'll try, try that here. Uh, Oh, that'll that'll ruin everything. Of course, I shouldn't do that here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if that broke my rebroke my um, my broadcast there. That's uh, that's yeah, that definitely broke that. Good. So that's that's good timing because we're we're pretty much out of time. Um, but I uh, I hope that was helpful to see in action. We'll have a. Uh, it's a work in progress, so we've got some guides. Uh, uh, we've got a guide on the way. We've got uh, code that's being worked on. Uh, it's actually running pretty well on this Pi 4. There was uh, some pre-existing bug that was causing a couple issues for me on a Pi 3B. Uh, I haven't tried it on a Pi 3 Plus, but um, there you have it. It's kind of that bridging of worlds. Uh, speaking of bridge, that's why my 10% coupon today is Blink a Bridge. That'll get you 10% off. Uh, so maybe go get yourself some cool sensors and things or Raspberry Pi if you don't have one, uh, and then you can play along with some of this very cool Adafruit I.O. stuff. Um, so that's going to do it. I'm going to thank you so much for coming and stopping by today, and thank you for putting up with technical shenanigans. Uh, I'm going to shake my fist at uh, Wirecast or maybe myself for messing around with my layout today. Um, but uh, that is it. Look forward to a guide on this coming soon, and uh, I will see you all next week for Adafruit Industries. I'm John Park, and this has been John Park's Workshop. Bye-bye.